the volume. All right, welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco. Happy almost Labor Day weekend. If you're wrapping up shop today, gotta love it. Three-day weekend, settle in with the family, dial in on college football, get yourself settled. As I like to say, do the Mario Kart lap around your obligatory endeavors. Get the family hangs in, not just with the immediates, the relatives. Make the phone calls on the Sunday. Get it done because... This time next week, we have Thursday night football. We have week one of the NFL season, so we got to do it proper. We come off of a show yesterday ranking and inking in stone our top of the mountain teams for each division. I gave eight teams. Some of them were chalk, little Jags, little Chiefs, little Niners. Got to do what you got to do. Some of them. Long value plays, love the Bears over four to one. I am absolutely soaring high with the Ravens flock. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And uh, since I spoke on the team morale, as we speak, Zay Flowers wrapping in some sort of fun little ballroom with the team going ballistic and the guys are just loving each other. Lamar Jackson's filming Zay Flowers. I mean, this is kind of what I was talking about with the morale around the Ravens outside of the Jets on Hard Knocks, which we're getting a serious Costco sample of, I cannot state enough how high I am on the Ravens locker room right now. And it will translate to the field. Uh, Both the Ravens and the Jets working their way into my prop episode today. So we're going to go a little 10 through one, 10 being a prop I like, but not necessarily. I I mean, I love, I love them all, but Number one is an absolute lock. Two, three, four. We're going to go up the ladder, but we're going to go reverse. Little little Times Square countdown to the new year. But I'm shopping on DraftKings, and I'm shopping on DraftKings for this episode for a couple of reasons. But the first one is they have so many fun team specials on there and different fun props, starting out with our 10th prop on the show. There is a prop out there. Now, it's under team specials got to navigate a little bit but it's under team specials on the DraftKings app it's jets to have one plus passing touchdown in each game which would be i.e aaron Rodgers throwing one touchdown a game you don't think that's that obscene of a thought right well it pays 11 to 1 this puppy on DraftKings under team specials 11 to one plus 1100, meaning you put a hundred dollars down, you get 1100 on the W side, 1200 back in your prop betting pocket. Let's talk this out. Aaron Rodgers has played two, 230 games in his NFL career. Guys thrown for one touchdown in 203 of those 230. So just starting there alone, the guy's thrown a touchdown in 88.3% of his games in the history of his Hall of Fame career. All right, let's take last year. Now, I got a weird feeling, something with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Liv and I, when we were doing our show a couple years back, we had a parlay. It was her parlay 
And only the Saints losing to the Packers, which was my doing two years ago. Two years ago, week one, it was like a 35-3 shellacking of the Packers. Aaron Rodgers comes out for some reason in week one, a little flat as of late. Well, how about these Matt Damon apples? In 2022, last year, he threw a touchdown pass in every single game except for week one. Now, you probably are wondering next thought, has he done it before? Absolutely, my fine feathered friends. He has thrown a touchdown in 2011 in every game, every single game. That season, the Packers went 15 and one. Now, Drew Brees has the record. We remember it. Natty TV, 54 consecutive games with a passing touchdown on his resume. Ironically, Aaron Rodgers has hit above the rim, above sea level on 16 games. His longest touchdown stretch is 19 games in a row. It just went from middle to the end of a season, bleeding into the next year. So on this particular DraftKings prop, it doesn't cash. It, it would have to be all in succession week one to week 18. But I'm sitting here, I'm watching. Hard knocks. I can go micro, I can go macro. Just gave you the, the, the good burger secret sauce there with what he's done in his career, what he's done, how close he's hit this almost recently as last year. And has he done it before? Yes, he's done. All of those boxes checked. You look at his weapons. You look at the way this offense is set up. You're seeing him still have sneaky athleticism. Aaron Rodgers is deceptively athletic, and he's making all the throws. I mean, some of these throws, these New York Jet players have never seen before, and these fans have not seen since Broadway Joe, and you got to be over 60 to be able to say that sentence. Aaron Rodgers to throw a passing touchdown every single game, and look, a lot of these props are straight shooters. This one is a long shot, but I have to make mention of it as my 10th favorite prop of the year. The value is imminent. The payout is beautiful, and it is very realistic. Again, the guy did it almost every game last year except for week one. If he can get past the bills out the gate and not take a pawn, but go for a bishop or a knight week one, oh, we're playing chess downhill the rest of the year. Aaron Rodgers. Now, it's under team special, so it's the New York Jets to have one-plus passing touchdown in each game, but it's an Aaron Rodgers prop. Let's get to number nine. Got to go up the five Disneyland freeway for my bad news San Diego Padres Bears. I want to talk about an L.A. Charger. And to me, this is an absolute slam dunk prop. Austin Eckler continuously gets slept on at the books. It's hard to cap a guy that's bringing more value as your number one depth chart running back at the receiving side of the running back position than the running back. Let's break this down, all right? Just in targets alone, three of the last four years, three of them being with, with Herbie, over 90 targets, over 90 targets. At the running back position, his receptions the last two years, 107 receptions. I mean, I got to literally triple check my stigmatism that last year, full Costco sample size, 17 games played, 107 receptions, 127 targets, 722 on the yards, 6.7 per catch, five tutties. Ladies and gentlemen. Guy played an 
unbelievable season last year. Got snubbed by Spanos. Spanos pays nobody, all right? For him to have finally broke out the checkbook for Herbert, for all we know, Cronky, the owner of the building, told little tiny tenant Dean Spanos, we need you to pay your quarterback and not be cheap because you can't be cheap in LA and get away with it. So they pay the quarterback. They snub Eckler. So you have a little bit of extra bulletin board material for an Austin Eckler career year yet again. But here we go. 722 receiving yards last year. The number's 575 and a captain hook on DraftKings. He had 915 yards rushing. Guy year before had 647 receiving yards, 911 yards rushing. So not only has he gone over this number three of the last four years, his targets, his receptions, well over what you would imagine his normal number should be in an average running back market. You have to put him in the perspective with how it all, and it really becomes a math equation with the Chargers. How does it all shake out? Let's take last year with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Herbert's top two targets. Keenan Allen had 89 targets, 66 receptions, didn't play the full year, but significantly less targets than the running back. Mike Williams banged up a little bit, 13 games last year as well, 93 targets on 895 yards. The idea that a running back is competing for the same attention. We're not talking Madden. We're talking real life. As the wide receivers on the team, I'm telling you right now, and and, and put your fantasy hat on while you think about this. He's going top five in every fantasy mock draft. I've done four out of the last five days. Austin Eckler is gone by the sixth pick. Do you think that's because he's running the ball like Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb? No. He is a pass-catching animal. You could t- you could make a hot take that he is the best pass-catching back in the league outside of maybe Christian McCaffrey. But the reality is the volume is there, the attention is there, and the number is disrespectful. Hammer as my ninth favorite prop of the year, Austin Eckler over 575 and a hook. I'm not big on rookies. I really am not. Uh, When it comes to futures betting, when it comes to early fantasy drafting, I am not drafting a B. John Robinson first overall. Can't do it, especially on a team that is working their way up the the standings. I mean, the Atlanta Falcons have not played respectable football since Matt Ryan was there, in in my humble opinion. But B. John Robinson, and this number moved. This is how you know it's sneaky value. Bijan Robinson, to start the summer, was at over under seven and a half rushing touchdowns. He now sits on DK at eight and a half. I still like it. This is a guy in the decorated room of the history of running backs in Texas. I mean, really think about Texas Longhorn running backs over the years. I mean, Earl Campbell, Ricky Williams. You can go all the way back. I mean, Jamal Charles, Deonta Foreman, as of recently, Cedric Benson was in the building. A Malcolm Brown. Look, you can go on and on and on. He's third all time in the history of this illustrious and, and, and past more so than present football college franchise. Guy had 33 touchdowns in his quick year, in his quick outing in Texas. And he had 18 touchdowns last season. 18 people on 258 rushing attempts. 
Not a lot. It's almost a lost art. Bell cow running back that can play first down, second down if you need him, third down. Not the same pass catching back as he is value-wise at running in between the hash the hashes. The reality is they're going to run this dude till the wheels fall off. You do not draft a running back in the first round out the top 10 gate unless you expect greatness. Now, Cordero last year and Algier split the carries. Cordero, I'm looking it up, a little bit of a math equation just to give you a little extra reasoning to take this bet. 144 carries on 695 for Cordero at the running back position. This is a guy that came into the league, drafted as a wide receiver by the Vikings. Eight rushing touchdowns last year for Cordero. Algier had three, and Mariota had four. So we're talking about 15 touchdowns for a top three running team last year. Now, I always look on these props. I do the extra research. You don't have to. Where is this offensive line when it's all said and done? And what kind of offensive line are you backing? Well, you still got Jake Matthews at the left tackle, top, top tackle in the league, one of. They're a top seven, down two from last year per PFF offensive line. So you're backing a historic running back at Texas, a first round, first running back off the board, healthy as a clam with a dynamic run game and play calling behind him with a top seven offensive line. And the number is eight and a half. Now, next thing you'd probably wonder, how often do running backs break this kind of a number. Again, we do the research so you don't have to. Eric Dickerson holds the rookie rushing record for touchdowns. It was 18. All right. A Zeke, a Clinton Portis, shout out Icky Woods. Even Mike, the Andersons got tickets to the game for Denver in 2000. All with 15 touchdowns. You start going down the Curtis Martin, Fred Taylor, Barry Sanders, Alfred Morris, Willis McGahey, Maurice Jones, Drew, board, and you see a ridiculous amount of running backs that have hit well over this number. I'm not worried about it. Again, do, do the process of elimination. Guys going first round in fantasy. You think that's for rushing yards only? No. His rushing yards aren't even that high on the prop market. Top offensive line running the football, especially with Ritter under center. They do have weapons, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. But at the end of the day, they're going to run to run again. It's a running football team that is going to pound the rock with Bijan I love. Let's talk about my seventh favorite prop of this year. And I also love this on DraftKings. They pin players head to head. So I got a futures bet. This is a DraftKings exclusive. It's under the head-to-head section on their sportsbook. I am betting at minus 120, Bryce Young to out-passing yard C.J. Stroud. Did you notice that C.J. Stroud, not till the 11th hour, was named the starting quarterback? I believe in that quarterback room, they seriously flirted with Davis Mills taking the Brock out the gate. That, to me, is a conflict of interest and an enormous problem behind the scenes. This is very simple. One guy played in an adult grown man college football conference. The other did not. And that's no snub to the Big Ten. The Big Ten is JV when it comes to defense outside of an Ohio State over the last decade. 
compared to the SEC. Don't even come at me with anything close. The SEC, when it comes to defense, is the tier one and there is no tier two. So for Bryce Young to have 80 passing touchdowns, to throw for 48-72 and 33-28 in his two full seasons under Saban against grown man defenses in college, comparatively to C.J. Stroud, he is out the gate with a 10-yard lead. Now, both of these teams had awful passing offenses. I got to be honest, hit for tat, I kind of like Robert Woods, John Mechie, and Dalton Schultz a little bit more than I like DJ Chark, Adam Thielen, and Hayden Hurst. A little bit more, I do. But I'll tell you what I like a lot more. I like Frankie Reich, the quarterback whisperer you don't want to give credit to that was the brainchild behind the Nick Foles Super Bowl run and the hybrid first half of that year of the Carson Wentz MVP once upon a Tinseltown time story run. That was Frankie Reich, all right? Guy has not swung and missed at a quarterback, in my humble opinion. Even found a way to get in the playoff conversation all the way down the 11th wire, 11th hour with Wentz in Indy. You saw how he handled Rivers. He just knows what he's doing. You you mean to tell me in this particular bet, you're going to back a defensive head coach in D'Amico Ryans, who hasn't, by the way, been in that position as a head coach, over an offensive coach and a quarterback-led individual in Reich? You can't do it. Look, both these teams are going to stink. All right? It's not a, a sexy bet, but the reality is, C.J. Stroud is going to struggle. And Bryce Young, to me, has better situational awareness. He throws a more accurate football. I think he's got a higher ceiling. The worst thing on his side is that he's in my world, the dating world, taking the bus to the park under six foot and has to let every woman know and every defensive player in the league know he is not a six foot man. That's the worst thing going against Bryce Young. But when we go tit for tat, when we go down the line, I think the Texans have a mile to climb. I think the Panthers have a better defense. I think the Panthers have a better situation. And Carolina has got it right before a lot more than this Texans team at quarterback. There's a reason they went this man number one. I'm going to back them. DraftKings exclusive. Bryce Young head-to-head to have more passing yards than C.J. Stroud. One of my favorite plugs on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get to the next one. Derrick Henry and another DraftKings exclusive. It is plus 300 under the team special category. I don't like it. I absolutely love it. King Henry, who has done this in his last four full NFL seasons, did it again last year. All he has to do one time is rush for 200 plus yards in any game. And it pays three to one. And it is so worth the sprinkle just when he plays the Texans alone. Listen to the numbers against the Texans in his last four seasons. Just Houston. And he gets two stabs at it. 219, 250, 212, and 211. Are are, are we joking? Do we need a fifth example to punch this ticket? Now, he's done this against Jacksonville in 2018. He's done this against different clubs. But for some reason, this guy against the Houston Texans, he is living rent-free in their head. And 
looking at that Tennessee offense, looking at what they're going to do this year, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be a mere decoy to Derrick Henry. So for me, at a three to one payout for a guy that's done this in his last four NFL seasons against one team specifically, let alone done this, we know this in fantasy. We know this in betting. We know this at this point. Derrick Henry is going to go off once or twice this season. And you, my friends, get to benefit from it before the season on DraftKings under the team special category at a three to one gorgeous payout. Buy yourself a Mastro's steak with a side of lobster potatoes and thank Moneyline Monaco for this gem in the weeds. Next up, now this may sound a little bit of a Homer, a, a Homer-esque because I am so high on the New Orleans Saints this year that baby you can drive my C-A-double-R Derek is going to scorch. I'm telling you, in the NFC, the South is wide open. Three of the four defenses in the South are virtually unwatchable. Wish I could cuss. This dude, 3,700 and a hook on DraftKings, is an absolute punch the ticket right now. Prior to last season, dude's thrown for over 4,000 yards in four years in a row. All right? He's been in the league a long time, nine years. He's gone over this number six times. He's got to change his scenery. He's got an actually balanced team for the first time in maybe all but once. I've said it. I'll say it again. I'll say it a third time. Dude was balling on an MLB Oakland A's Bad News Bears infield in Oakland. I, I mean, the fact that the Oakland Raiders, a historic franchise, could not get it right in that town makes me sick. Uh, again, I grew up in the AFC West. I know these four teams like the back of my fro. But Derek Carr... With Olave, with Michael Thomas, once Kamara gets back with Jamal Williams, who, oh, by the way, led the league in 17 rushing touchdowns last year with a Jimmy Graham and a couple of interesting tight end pieces. Jawan Johnson, love him as well. Uh, Rashid Shahid, also a sneaky, could be waiver wire draft pi uh, uh, pickup in your fantasy. This dude has plenty of weapons. This dude has a top 10 offensive line from last year. And this guy has a top 10 defense in points against from last year. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore, Cam Jordan, don't even need to mention a third. He hasn't had that kind of luxury in Oakland and Las Vegas almost his entire career. Yes, Max Crosby's a top five edge rusher. Outside of that, in Raider world, it's been all on Derek Carr. Now, you could play devil's advocate here and say, oh, he's gone over that number so comfortably so many times in Raider world because they have no defense and he has to play catch up and he has to gunsling and he has to get in good old shootouts. So his numbers are inflated. Sure. You can say that, but to me, this is a guy who has everything to prove. This is a guy that bleeds football. This is a man of faith, a family man, a guy that has done a ton of, of examples of different variations of leadership, not just on the field, but off the field. Derek Carr is deserving of a playoff run and he's deserving of a support system before he is washed. And that time is NOW. It's right now. Change of scenery, gets to play the lowly Falcons on defense. Falcons were one of the worst defense in, in the league last year, not named the Lions and Vikings. 
One of the worst. Never got to the quarterback. Never got off the field on third down. Bucks were mediocre. They're a, they're a distant memory from the championship defense they had. And the Panthers were the worst time of possession team in the league last year. So a lot of cupcakes for me and a non-first place schedule for me with a guy that has every reason to cook and a guy that can make all the throws. Oh, by the way, in a dome, no weather to worry about come November, December, just gravy, former Drew Brees, unbelievable routes and lay of the land to cook with. Derek Carr is my fifth favorite prop bet at over 37 and a, and a hook. Nicholas Chubb, I'm telling you right now, this is stealing money. We are stealing money from the sports book. No one tell Terry Benedict what we're doing because I'm hitting up Brad Pitt. I'm hitting up George Clooney and I'm phoning in a who wants to be a millionaire phone call to Julia Roberts to make sure we distract Benedict while we go in and take this money from the vault because Nick Chubb is sitting at eight and a half rushing touchdowns on DraftKings, I'm losing my mind. I wish I could take out the money from under the Goodfellas mattress and phone it across the country right now so it doesn't change to nine and a half. Nick Chubb's been in this league for five seasons. He's got eight plus rushing touchdowns every season. 2018, 2019, 2021, eight tugs. Last year, career high in rushing yards and touchdowns. 12 tugs twice, 13 tugs last year. 12 of those are rushing. This is, let me make mention, a rushing touchdown prop. He catches one from Deshaun, doesn't count. Nine rushing touchdowns. Riddle yourself this. Top two, top two offensive line in the NFL. Her PFF, number two in the league. Shout out Dr. Evil's right-hand man, number two. I'm sitting here telling you, that at plus 850 to lead the league in rushing touchdowns, it's absolutely worth a confetti cake sprinkle. You have the second best offensive line and you have no Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt is gone. Really bake that in to your thought process here. Kareem Hunt is not stealing carries. Kareem Hunt is not, and they would put him sometimes inside the 10. It would drive me nuts if you own Nick Chubb in fantasy. But you look at the numbers, you look at, at that plus 850, and it is worth a sprinkle. Who even was ahead of him last year? Jamal Williams ain't getting 17 touchdowns in New Orleans. Take that off. Eckler had 13, but that wasn't all rushing. And Derrick Henry, the only man ahead of him, has not even close to the offensive line that Nick Chubb has. All right? So he's coming in with the second best offensive line, third in the league in rushing touchdowns with no proper backup running back behind him. I think not only nine touchdowns is a guarantee, 850, eight and a half to one hundred dollars on Nicholas St. Nick to lead the league in rushing touchdowns. Again, I'm playing fantasy. I'm all over the board. We study, we watch, we observe Nick Chubb's top two running backs off the board after the pass catching backs. So that runs perfectly parallel into the thinking here. Number three, and this is a pick your poison. Lamar Jackson is going to get back to his MVP self this year, and only an injury can get in the way of this. Over five and a half rushing touchdowns at even money plus 100, or dealer's choice, 725 and a half rushing touchdowns on DK. Let's start with the rushing touchdowns. In his five-year career, he's gone over that number four times. I absolutely love 
725 and a half, a little bit more than the rushing touchdown. Because again, inside the 20, you know, they're so interesting with how they choose to get in the end zone in Baltimore. You never really know, but one thing's for certain read options, broken down plays. Number eight is going to get on his Cal Ripken. He's going to move the rock. Now, when he's played 15 games or more, he averages 6.3 touchdowns per year. So that rushing touchdown number is contingent on him being healthy, but he's gone over five and a half times twice. So he's averaging around 4.8. So he's averaging a little less than one more to cash that touchdown ticket. I just, I just feel with, for the first time, real weapons. And again, I've spoken it on previous episodes, so I'll be short, but Todd Monken, the Georgia offensive coordinator coming in and Greg Roman out is a breath of fresh air with Say Flowers and Odell and Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews, real weapons for the first time there. All of that to be conducive to allow Lamar to either have one-on-ones in the open field and forget about any linebacker even touching his jersey, let alone being able to be more open to what kind of plays they could do, i.e. options and running plays for Lamar. Now, maybe they want to protect him a little more, but if I had locked him into a long-term deal, I'd probably be taking the opposite approach. I'd probably be figuring out a way to do whatever we got to do to win now with a guy that, again, isn't going to have this running ability in five years. It's just how it goes with running quarterbacks. They do have a shorter shelf life with the dual threat element. Let's capitalize on that now. Let's go for over 725 and a half rushing touchdowns, and let's do it on DraftKings today. The second best prop, and I'll keep it short, Justin Jefferson. Let's not overcomplicate things, people. Death, taxes, and the Vikings have no defense. Just kidding. The Vikings offense just doesn't get enough credit. Kirk Cousins on the offensive side last year doesn't get enough credit. And you look at two elements here with this Minnesota Vikings team to like over 14 and a half and a hook. So 14.01 receiving yards for JJ cashes a ticket on DraftKings. His first year, his first three years in the league, 1,400, 16.16, and 18.09. This dude has gone up, up, and up some more. The fascinating thing here, not only do we have the best wide receiver in the league, that we're back is we don't even know what Jordan Addison's going to be yet. Thielen is gone. Dalvin Cook is in New York. Dalvin Cook had all kinds of top five records, yards and rushing touchdowns for this Vikings franchise. They have an offensive coach who knows what he's doing. He's a former quarterback, drafted by Belichick, by the way. Go look it up. They're unbelievable on offense. And you just look, look from Zimmer to now, how much better they are on the offensive side of the ball. This dude is so sick with it. They got to double team him. God forbid Addison cooks and becomes a real serviceable asset out the Minnesota gate. They don't have the luxury of doubling JJ on as many many play-to-play routes. He's going to absolutely feast. Again, back to fantasy. He's the number one draft pick for a reason in fantasy. Number one, not Jamar, not Christian McCaffrey, a guy that's caught 128 balls last year on 14.1 yards per catch. Okay. 
The one thing he doesn't do is score touchdowns at a prolific rate. Avoid Justin Jefferson on the touchdown props. I don't know why he's only had seven, eight, and 10. He's got 25 touchdowns in three years, but 324 receptions, 48, 25. I mean, do the math. 48-25 divided by three is 16-08. That's a game or two more than the number we need to cash. Don't overthink it. Top offense, a guy that you cannot stop. You can only hope to contain. He's going to do this. I'm not putting him at my second favorite prop because I only like it a little. It's already been bet. All right? I call the guy who knows a guy. Let's get to my favorite prop. Now, this is going to sound like an absolute slam dunk. It got a little dicey last year. It got a little dicey. But I got to take a guy who's the best at his position, a guy that if he drops to seven or eight in fantasy, you have to take him because he's the best in the business. But Travis Kelsey, over nine and a half receiving touchdowns, has to be purchased. Now, look at the lay of the land in Andy Big Red Reed world. There is not a ton of serviceable guys that they can trust week one, week two, week three on the wide receiver depth chart. A Tony, an MVS. They got a lot. They got this Rice dude, Sky Morse with two Y still figuring it out. These guys are going to be worked in and trust built with one five in due time. The one connection he has. Mr. Show up every game, show out, and stay healthy, by the way. Very healthy individual. Travis Kelsey is that security blanket. Travis Kelsey is the absolute lock of all locks to, to, to assume he's going to feast. This is a guy that did not have a touchdown in the first six weeks of the season. It's almost hard to even stomach that sentence. He had no touchdowns. In the first six games of the season. Yet, he ends with 12. Name another guy, even virtually speaking in Madden, that can go that ballistic after going, throwing at the beer pong table all the way till damn near Halloween. And he still clears the number. Guys had a 10 touchdown year, an 11 touchdown year, a 12 touchdown year. He was close two years ago with nine. Numbers down a little bit there. But we're talking about a guy that's gone for over a thousand yards, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven years in a row. We're talking about a guy that had 110 receptions last year, a guy that's had over a hundred receptions, three of the last five, and over 90 receptions, five of the last five. Volume, shout out our network, is not going to be a concern. FaceTime is not going to be a concern. The only question is, does he somehow start out slow? But even Seabiscuit, out the furlong gate, starting out slow, finds a way to catch a dub. It doesn't matter how Travis Kelsey starts. He's getting double digits this year in the end zone. Nine and a half receiving touchdowns. I simply don't get it. And I'll end on the fact that he had a three-touchdown game last year. And wait for it, because I went against him. The dude had a four touchdown game all right it's about as sick as you could possibly be it was a 30 29 monday night game in october he had four touchdowns 
against the Raiders. I was going against. I was also going against them in the Charger dance on November 10th, 20th, when he had three touchdowns. Fact, this guy can get seven touchdowns in in 120 minutes of NFL action, and our number to cash is 10. I mean, don't overcomplicate. So we're out of here. I I personally think I made a decent case selling you a car you might not need for all 10. Jets to have one plus passing touchdowns, 11 to one. Eckler over 575 and a hook on the receiving yard side of things. Bijan over eight and a half rushing touchdowns. That move, by the way, from seven and a half. We're going Bryce Young to out yard, out passing yard, CJ Stroud. DraftKings exclusive, minus 120 is the juice. We're going King Henry to get 200 plus rushing yards in any game at a three to one payout under the team special spot in DraftKings. We're going, baby, you can drive my Derek Carr over 37 and a half, 3,700 and a hook passing yards, 3,701 caches. Nick Chubb over eight and a half rushing touchdowns, two units, and a baby confetti sprinkle on him to lead the league in rushing at plus 850. We round out our big Mario Kart three with Lamar Jackson over 725 and a half rushing yards, JJ over 14 and a half receiving yards, and Mr. Travis Kelsey over nine and a half receiving touchdowns. By the way, was with this dude, not to plug it, in the Hamptons over the beginning of the summer. Travis Kelsey is mobbing around, not at a table, just gallivanting around like Gatsby at his own party. My buddy starts talking to him. I'm in, I'm in with an earshot. I'm not a fanboy, so I don't really do that. But he goes up to him. He goes, I'm a Charger fan. I love the Chargers. Why do you cook us so much? And, and T. Kelsey responds, without hesitation, tell Derwin James to stop shading inside so literally gave us an example of why he cooks the chargers dude is the best in the biz and when it's all said and done maybe the greatest tight end in the history of the sport we'll see how long he can stay healthy appreciate you guys money line monaco goes a long way if you could subscribe rate review rock with me go against me either way the show goes on don't forget to hug your mothers we'll see you next show The volume.